Welcome to Horror Movies with TNA. Each episode, we're going to pick a film, talk about it, and rate it. Word of warning, there will be spoilers. This week, we're talking about... Inseminoid. It's hard to believe that this snapshot of the future was made way back in 81. The late Norman J. Warren gives us this alien rip-off. Remember, Judy, in space, no one can hear you scream. Uh, the the internet it's where I get all my answers <laughs> but I couldn't find anything where anybody was it's probably me isn't it what are you wearing there by the way it looks like fucking Dracula's jacket I've, I've dressed up tonight oh, the collars are massive I'm thinking we start to dress up a little bit Make this a proper occasion. Oh, yeah. Look, I've got mine. Yeah, you look like you've got a bit of, look a bit dossy. Hey! <laughs> look, yeah. I'm not a sound technician. I only wish I was, Tony. Right, let's get on with this twatting film. Right, I forced you into watching this, didn't I, as well? Forced me, because I never need to be forced well, to watch some uh, films such as this, do I? I mean, I, I dive straight in. And today, we're going to be talking about... 1981, Norman J. Warren. I watched the trailer for it afterwards. There's 1982. Yes. Well, okay, there's some dispute. I'm going with 81 just because I think that... Oh, to be honest, it looks 70s, doesn't it? It does, but I think that's intentional. Only joking. Uh, not really. Uh, in 1981, Norman J. Warren, probably interesting thing as well, it was co-funded by Run Run Shaw, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd like to say Run Run Shaw, so... Anyway, yeah, Run Run Shaw, who's sort of a, a very famous kung fu guy. There was yeah, Shaw Brothers. Shaw Brothers, and there was obviously Golden Harvest in the 70s, 80s. And you can kind of see that in a lot of the fight scenes in the film, can't you? Some of the action scenes. <laughs> Stephanie Beecham when she does a kick. Fucking hell. <laughs> Stephanie, yeah, wow. But, I mean, it's interesting the fact that they kind of co-funded the film. Not sure where the money was spent exactly. A million. Yeah, a million. I'm not sure where that was all spent then. I I don't know where that that must have been on the makeup for the women. That was incredible. It sounded really sexist, and I didn't mean to. It's just they have a lot of makeup in space. Yeah, quite striking makeup as well, wasn't it? Yeah. It struck me. It struck me. AKA Horror Planet. It was also originally entitled Doom Seed but they were worried it would get mixed up with the film Demon Seed, so they changed the title. It's very similar to Demon Seed, which I remember. They don't put on telly a lot. No. Or, I don't, you can't get it anywhere, really. It's not on many channels. Yeah, I don't think... Anyway, <laughs> but it's, yes. generally, this is a rip-off of Alien. Yes. Though. There's loads of bits in it. That are, and, he, and he was meant to have been told off by 20th Century Fox, but when they watched it, they went, you're all right. Yeah, I think, I think we're all yes. right, mate. <laughs> yeah. So Stephanie Beecham in a vest. Yeah, they, they, they really tried to... Oh, the Ripley <laughs> vest. Yeah, I've said that. <laughs> I've said that. She, no offence to uh, Sigourney Weaver, but I thought Stephanie Beecham... Uh... Yeah, she looks very well, doesn't it? Uh, Norman J. Warren, other films in his arsenal or in his filmography, Bloody New Year. I, to be honest, I don't know, other than Satan's Slave, 76... The Terror. Yeah, The Terror. Uh, the Terror is meant to be a rip-off of, uh, like, Suspiria and Argento type of films, because it's very... Is it really? Very colourful. 
But then again, this was. Oh, yeah, the colour. I quite like the colour of it. The colours that were used. Yeah, all right. But it was done in Chiselhurst Caves in England. The only other film I noticed Norman J. Warren did, which I quite like the sound of, 1963, which was probably one of his earlier shorts. The film was called Drinking Time. And the tagline was, a man delivering a glass of water creates havoc. And I just thought that sounded like a great film. Anybody else in it of any interest? Probably not really. Uh, Steve... I wrote down all the names are in it, so I can quickly go through it if you want. Yeah, go through it. So you've got Robin Clark, who's Mark. Judy Geeson. I thought it was Gleeson, but it's Geeson. Who, to be honest, who plays Sandy and will refer to her a lot. Um, Stephanie Beecham said in the bit I read, because she'd got two newborn babies, she had the choice at the time of doing a stage play, which paid £65 a week, or going for this. And she said she had to feed the kids. So unfortunately, she went for this. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but don't be shitting it as well. Well, you know what I mean? Listen. You know, she's a, she's a very attractive lady and she did the role, but God, she was crap. Jennifer Ashley is Holly. Go on. I'm going to talk about her in a bit. No, here we go. This is the one. Heather Wright as Sharon. I put particularly terrible, stilted as fuck. <laughs> She's the one that looks after the babies at the end. Nick Maley, who played the alien babies, and he also starred in Empire Strikes Back, Superman, The Keep, Britannia Hospital and Bloodline. The guy that played the alien babies probably had the most interesting filmography. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yes. and he, he, show, he showed his full breadth in this bastard. To be honest, <laughs> I don't understand how he played the alien babies because he must have just put his hand up to do the... Muppet Mouse. I think that's why it went on the banned list, isn't it? No, I don't think it did, actually. Yeah, but... I don't know where he was banned. But... No, he, was, he wasn't. Christ almighty, surely it wasn't. Um, well, there's one, think... there's one bit, and we'll mention it, and we'll probably dibble around that one bit far too long. <laughs> Apparently, the director said he toned down that scene to avoid it being cut by the BBFC. He intentionally oh, right, toned it down. So, Sorry, go on, carry on. Is there any others? That's it. No, I couldn't be bothered with the rest. Oh, no, so, no, there is another one. He's not a bad actor in this. He just plays an absolute sexist arsehole. Stephen Greaves as Gary. Yeah, he was in um, I I Down as well. He was in Highlander 2 and Nightmare oh, on Elm Street, Dream Child. I've never seen that one. I've seen all the rest of the Friday, Friday the 13 films. I've done really well there. What a horror fish I am. I've seen all the rest <laughs> of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. <laughs> what did you say? I've seen all the Friday the 13th films. It's like my mum talking to me about horror films. <laughs> I've seen all of them Jason films with uh, Freddy Krueger. Anyway, yes. Should we get on with it? Because there's there's not much plot. As soon as it's 20 minutes in, it's generally one woman running around, pregnant, slowly bashing women's heads into the floor. Norman's obviously gone, I'm going to get you know, quite an eclectic mix. Yes. Oh, shit, I can't. Let's get the poshest women ever. Posh accent doesn't lend itself very well to kind of dramatic dialogue, does it, really? They just It's just stilted poshness, isn't it? Yes. One thing I will say, it's like a bit like the inverse of uh, Alien. I think there is probably the same amount of blokes, but you know what I mean? It seems like there's more women. All right. I'd read somewhere that they said Norman J. Warren was very sexist in this because of the impregnation scene, which I can kind of get. Not 
really. The women are quite strong characters, aren't they? And the men are, seem more disposable, I thought. We start with space and synthesizer trumpets playing as well. Space. Oh, yeah. I like the music at the beginning. It goes down a little bit. I like the music at the end as well. <laughs> yes, it's kind of um, dodgy synth, isn't it? I put Radiophonic Workshop, which for anyone that isn't British, they're not going to know what that is. But Doctor Who in like the 60s, 70s, probably not even 60s, 70s, and Children's Film Foundation, again, very British, sort of. <laughs> yeah, 60s there. and 70s kind of programmes and films. But it was generally this. the cheapest. Someone had a Bon Tempe keyboard and pressed a few buttons. But there's good bits, actually, the, the end bit, where they do, it gets a bit more funky. We start with Officer Kate Carson. Transmission from Xeno Archaeological Expedition. Have you written all this bastard down? Not all of it, but it's just the, the initial transmission. It sets the scene. Stephanie Beecham. What do you think about that? Sets the tone, doesn't it? The dialogue is terrible in this film. I think there's some good shots. I think there's some funny bits. And uh, the acting's problematic. But out of all of them, the fucking dialogue. It is really, really awful. I've only written down a few bits because it's more repetition of screaming and shouting the same thing over and over again. And then there's the odd bit of, that doesn't even make any sense, but I'm sure you've got a lot of that. But I, I wrote some bits because they particularly stood out, but some of it just got lost in the just general conversations. It's banal, isn't it? More than anything else. It's just, it just you just wouldn't say it. <laughs> so we, we start with Rick and Dean, who are down on the planet. Obviously, they're getting monitored back at base, kind of like Alien. They're down on the planet, like the beginning bit. And they're kind of in this cave complex bit. And in Chiselhurst Caves in England, mate. Yeah, and Rick says to Dean, don't wander off. So he wanders off and he says... Oh, I've got that, yeah. That, sorry, that was a <laughs> bit I did write down. It, yeah, it's like a married couple or something, all moaning at each He goes, don't go too far. Yeah, I'll keep in touch. Yeah, Jeez. and then he goes too far and doesn't keep in touch. He says... Hey, this looks interesting because he sees some kind of wall carvings and then Dean becomes transfixed by some kind of light and it all blows up in his face. And that's when, obviously, yeah, I wrote there at that point, um, the acting is troubling. Um, <laughs> well, Rick and Dean are then brought back to the base, both injured. Yeah, and D well, Dean's sort of looking into space, isn't he? Catatonic. Looking a bit gormless, yeah. Well, the next time you see him... He's pretty much been eaten, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he died. I just thought he was just staring into space. It was all a bit weird. He did a good job staring into space, I think. I mean, instantly they bring him back and the, the crew start having dialogue between themselves. And, and I just put all of them are delivering their lines with little interest, especially a bit where they're in like the kind of breakout room where they're talking about what's happened, where they're all... Canteen bit. It's meant to be like alien. Yeah. And Rick's there and he goes... Oh, I feel a bit ill. And I thought, oh, go on, do the alien bit. And he goes, well, I'm off. <laughs> went, oh, I just walked off. Went, oh, no. It's like saying, oh, I feel a bit ill. I think I've got shit. 
All right, best nip to Bob. Uh, Rick gets taken to the lab and they manage to extract the crystals from his hands. So that's where the, he's grabbed these crystals while he was down on the planet's surface. I didn't, did you yeah. understand the relevance of the crystals? I don't really. No, they don't, they don't make any reference no. later on, except in the background when uh, those pair get naked. Sandy and Mark get naked. Next shot. And in the background is the crystals glowing. And you think, oh, someone's going to go up here. Glowing. Nothing does. Not even Nucky. Not even Nucky. You like that? Said Nucky. I don't think anyone said that for about 30 years. Ricky's gone crazy. Boom! He's gone properly crazy. I've got to find Dean. So he, he goes off wandering around, very dramatic. The tr uh, the bit on the, the uh, big truck or whatever you call it, on the track thing, that was all right. Well, you know what no. I mean? Gets on a little train. Oh, there's a little like space train, yeah. The space, get on board the space train. Yeah, that's that's like exciting. It's like Indiana Jones too. I don't think it was. Hey, eh? I think it was. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't Indiana Jones. Well, everyone had to go. There's a bloke. What's her name? You're the one you don't like. Holly jumps on it. Well, don't, let's not be mean to Holly. She's just, she, yeah, she's not being, um, really dramatic. There's a series of scenes where Ricky's kind of just nobbing around. Well, I've called it a slow mind chase. Leaving uh, um, any diehard horror fans breathless. I think you mean exas exacerbated. <laughs> More like... <laughs> There's a scene where Gail... One of the characters gets her foot stuck. Oh, God. Again, I've, I have written this down. And this is where Gary and Gail have a conversation. So she's out in the cave network and she's managed to get her foot trapped when she had a bit of a confrontation with Ricky. And she's radioing back to Gary. Who's twiddling some knobs on a sound deck. But at one point, Gail, when she's trying to extract her foot from being trapped, she shouts, I can't do it. No, can't is a word I don't understand, he shouts back at her, which I thought was quite dramatic, and I really like that. I can't do it. Gail is having a proper moan, though, so I was thinking, oh, just, just fuck it. Even I, I mean, I was thinking Gary's being a bit harsh and incredibly sexist. He goes, come on, love, get on with it. Just slightly talks down <laughs> to her. Yeah, but and then later on, he, he gets more than his couple. <laughs> he has a, probably the best death of anyone, so... Well, absolutely. But yeah, she goes, I can't, my foot's stuck, and then I can't do it. And then she says, oh, Gary, I'm going to die out here. Um, and Gary says, I can't help you, sweetheart. <laughs> that was it, yeah. <laughs> There's a bit where she has to do something with her watch. Connect the yellow and blue one. Yeah, just so they can say, connect the yellow to the blue. I... <laughs> oh, pure pain. I mean, there was it was very British. She just goes, bloody gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Going back, so so Rick and Dean went down onto the planet surface. There was an incident and they were brought back. And then since then, Rick has gone on a bit of a rampage. Gail ended up falling and getting her leg trapped. And there was this in really dramatic interchange between her and Gary. She for some reason she detaches her oxygen pipe. Yes. And breathe straight onto it. It shoves it right into a gob. It's like a vacuum. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, she was probably saying, because she was very posh as well, she was probably thinking, I do yes. theatre, and you're telling me to put a tube that looks like it's out of a heavy yes. hoover into Henry a gob and get a uh, edge trimmer. 
to pretend to chop my foot off. I was in desperate need of a little bit of blood or something at that point, so it was okay that she cut her foot off. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a bad Well, it was a welly that had some mincemeat. Yes, and she didn't actually manage to cut her foot off. Oh, no, because we see her later on. What a waste of time. I think Officer Kate Carson discovers her as well, actually, with her half-mangled foot. But that by that point, she's obviously uh, died. Poor Gail. Ah, oh, bloody gloves. Then Kate Carson gets chased by something back to the base. She gets, like, chased into the interlock bit and she spins round and I'm sure it's sped up. Shaw Brothers. Oh, right, I see. It's on, it's on the trailer as well, if you have a look. Stephanie Beecham doesn't move that quickly. I ain't going to look. I ain't going to look. No, no, I know you oh, But she spins round and shoots him, but all the while, Holly, my favourite character's the other side of the glass, watching on in Holly Horror. <laughs> well, in average sort of oh. abject disinterest. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I say, it's like that certain people are in a different film, I think, but on a different planet. Do you like that? The upshot of this is different planet. Look, we're already about half an hour in. Hasn't it flown by? I thought to myself. <laughs> The one scene I did quite like, which was on the trailer as well, 25 minutes in, so Gail has died when she tried to cut her leg off and Ricky died when he was shot by Officer Kate Carson. It was then they had the little funeral scene where it showed it kind of from above. Yeah, that almost looks like it was a rip-off of thing or something, doesn't it? I didn't recognise it from anything. I thought it was quite a nice bit. Like I say, it was on the trailer. I'd advise you to watch the trailer, the I'm gonna. I have seen the bleeding trailer, and I know what you're on about. But it... Watch it again. Watch it again. It was nicely coloured, and it was kind of shot from kind of a high angle. A great scene. It was in a quarry, and he put a camera on a fucking hill. It wasn't in a quarry. It was on the planet. They don't tell us what planet it is, but it was on a planet. On the planet Dingy Dongles. It was on the planet Dingy Dongles, but it was. I I put. I really like that bit. I may have overdone it slightly. I mean, that says it all. The favourite bit is <laughs> blokes looking into an hole <laughs> with a bit of red filter over. Half an hour in, two more of the crew leave the base to gather more materials, samples from the cave complex. There are scenes spread throughout the film that build no tension and deliver nothing. Ooh. There you go. There's a lot of wandering at this point. It's, it's filler. Well, I mean, this is where the alien attacks. One gets killed. The alien attack, one gets killed, and Sandy survives. But obviously then we have the weird... Good scene. To be honest, it's good up to the dodgy bit. So yes, he wakes up totally naked on a like a glass white table with a big light behind it, and then but there's like crystals coming down or something glitter. Yes, he's trying a bit. I didn't mind it. Didn't mind it. No, no, that bit itself, and then she has um, like sexy cucumber juice piped into her. Was it? <laughs> It looks like one of them health shakes that gets piped into a... It's got, it looks like green ping-pong balls in um, vomit. By the way, you don't see it pump, you just see her legs. I mean, we're making this... Yeah, 
no no it's from it's from the side you don't see anything but it's like a, it, it's like piped in oh yeah it's very eloquently done it, tastefully done isn't it um is the see-through like pipe is that meant to be the aliens donga um, yes saying. yes Private I don't know. Either pipes. that, or he just had a pipe and he thought I'm going to. But he brings his, on. so he uses a. Okay, fair enough. So the um, Sandy becomes impregnated by the alien. No, hang on. The best shot. <laughs> Sandy's there's good old Judy Geese is lying back with her legs up, and then her legs part a bit. So you you're seeing it from her point of view. Yes, her legs part. And then the alien's face, it's a bit like 2001. And her legs part a bit, and an awful alien face pops up and goes, He pops up, and he's quite a bog-eyed bug. He's got a bug yeah. face, hasn't he? He's like he? a pinky, <laughs> bog-eyed, wrinkly thing. He looks like yeah. uh, E.T. if he'd uh, dehydrated a lot and all right. sort. I think he was like a randy bug alien. To be honest, it made me laugh. <laughs> Legs parting. And it's like camera goes up a bit and then he sort of <laughs> makes an appearance, pops up between the legs. <laughs> alien erotic. It was done tastefully. <laughs> the point is, visually, it's probably one of the better bits. Yes. But I think some people said, oh, there's this really dodgy bit. And you'll go, oh. No. There's no, there's not, there's nothing. No. There's nothing in this film at all. Following that scene, Sandy's taken back, obviously, to the base. Uh, the crew take her back. Rescue her. I don't know if they rescue her. They just take her back anyway. She's in a deep trauma. No, no, she, she's like lost it as well. So, and this is where her acting kicks in. Yes, takes over. Deep trauma. Holly wants answers. Oh, yeah. In like the infirmary, the hospital area of the base. And the doctor says... She's in no condition to talk. Well, put her in condition, is what Holly says in response. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, there's, there's another... doesn't make any sense. None of it makes no. any sense. It's like you said, just respond to this, but I haven't written anything, but can you respond to it? You know? No, well, maybe they just, maybe it was all jazz. Maybe it was improv. all just free fall improv. And I'll I tell you what. If it was free fall improv, it would have been better. <laughs> yeah. Holly and Dr. Carl start talking and the, very woodenly, again, in a conversation. And before Carl has even started re like responding to her questions, she jumps in and says, she's pregnant, isn't she? I don't know how she quite got to that conclusion, but she's already decided. No. But you know when the alarm goes off, when uh, Kate strokes Stephanie Beecham, shoots Rick, and there's fast turnaround bit that you keep going on. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The alarm sounds like my old alarm clock. It's not like a... It's more like... <laughs> I, just, I was just... It made me feel really depressed because it reminded me of... You thought you'd got to go to work. Thing is, as well, when Stephanie Beecham's alarm clock used to go, go off, she used to spin round very quickly and look depressed. <laughs> well, also, and, and uh, she would be depressed because she was thinking, what have I got to go to work to? Oh, yeah, it's in seminary, isn't it? I'm doing Officer Kate Carson. I'm doing Officer Kate Carson, aren't I? <laughs> anyway, carry on. Sandy's having another episode where she recalls being attacked 
and the planet's starting to become unstable. Caves are collapsing. Sandy's becoming more unstable with the planet. She kills Barbara in a bloody scene with a pair of scissors. Oh, yeah, they're just having a chat. And then uh, yes. Barbara, who's quite a famous actress, actually, she's probably one of the more famous ones, gets killed quite early on. Barbara, it's spelt B-A-R-B-R-A, I noticed. I did, know, I did write Jennifer Ashley, who played Holly, my favourite, was in Chained Heat and De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise. Fuck's sake. Well, listen. Did I mention about Nick Maley as the alien babies? Yes, I did. Phantom of the Paradise? Yes. Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, no. Sorry. Yeah, so Sandy's uh, unstable now and she's talking to Barbara in the, the kind of wash area, bathroom, and she kills her with a pair of scissors. Kind of off screen. So again, there's a lot of blood on Barbara. Yeah, but when he goes back to her, yes, then you realise she's been like stabbed all in her abdomen. There's not much violence, but the after scene's probably worse than the actual bit. The baby's on the way. So and Sandy, Sandy's become really crazy now because she's kind of knocking out all the cameras. Yeah, but before that, so after she just killed Barbara. Uh, someone walks in. Who walks in? Is it Holly that walks in? It, it might be Holly, or was it Officer Kate Carson? <laughs> I can't remember. But anyway, that it was one of them. But she walks in, and obviously there's a dead body, and she she's killed this woman. Sandy's killed this woman, and then gone. Oh, I realise I could end up what I've done. Sort of. Yeah. But she screams, "Go away! Go away!" Go away. No, and then times up by about 20 and getting louder. And then yes. when she says go away again, she gets up and runs after. <laughs> she goes away. I mean, if you want someone to go away and then you stand up and run after them, they're not going to really go away, really. No. Stop following me and I'll go away. Powerful. And this is a repetition. There's a lot of repetition of a particular thing. I mean, fair dues to her. Judy Geeson fucking goes for it in this film. I mean, this bit... She does. She does a, a lot of screaming. Yeah, when we get to the birth bit, sweet child... I had to turn the TV down because it was doing my head in. Sweet, sweet child. Sweet child of hers. <laughs> sweet twins of mine. <laughs> Sandy starts knocking out the cameras, then attacks Officer Kate Carson in an awful fight scene. I think that might be where... Stephanie uses her kung fu skills. It becomes real Shaw Brothers. The fight scene is just explosive. She has a bit of a tussle with Officer Kate Carson in a truly dire fight scene. Sandy starts planting explosives as well, though. Oh, yeah. You nicks the explosive because Mark's planting them everywhere. No, yeah, I think they're planting them and she nicks them later on, yeah. They try and restrain Sandy and tranquilise her. Uh, Dr. Carl inadvertently gets killed by Holly and then Holly dies. Oh, yeah. She's got that electric gun. Well, it's two welding rods, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> two welding rods being twatted together will give off a spark. All I was saying is, watch it, Doctor, you'll get archive, and which would therefore cause furry eyes. Furry She's eye. got furry eyes. It's a sad moment because Holly dies. She gets killed. We're down to the last few crew members now battling with Sandy. So they're trying to work out how to defeat Sandy. They discover Holly's body strung up as well. Horrific scene. Oh, yeah. In a horrific scene. 
It's the only time she's got any guts. She like that. Oh, you can have yeah. it. You can have that. <laughs> Take it away. Have it. It's thing. Officer Kate Carson gets attacked by Sandy, but one of the officers, can't remember who it is, puts his foot on her pregnant belly and she screams. Yeah, that's a... It's Gary, yes. Yeah, it's a dodgy scene. So Gary is the incredibly sexist one goes... He's not a pleasant person. So the pregnant lady, having said that, she is obviously impregnated by aliens and acting like an absolute nut who's eating people. Yeah, she's got a bit crazy, yeah. Having said that, he... Uh, Kicks in the stomach, and then what he could do is run away. He just puts his foot, squidges it on her stomach as well, and she's screaming. And you go, yes, that was a bit tasteless, I thought. Yes, it was, uh, that could be, that, I, I guess, Norman, what were you thinking there? But again, I maybe it's because he's saying this bloke is such a sexist, horrible arsehole all the way through. He does at least get his comeuppance. Yeah, you know, yeah, he does. Quite yeah. a good way, actually. Yeah. But then, and then he runs away. <laughs> Gary tries to uh, attack Sandy, which is uneventful, but he manages to kind of lure Sandy out of the ship. He's wearing full spacesuit because he's thinking that she won't be able to breathe the atmosphere, so he kind of lures her out. Did you just say, because he thinking? No, because he thinks. You said, because he thinking. Because he's in full spacesuit, thinking she won't be able to breathe the atmosphere. Oh, you still said, because he thinking. Look, thinking... No, I can't show you. <laughs> but I just like the sentence. I'm going to keep saying... Thinking? Remix this. Because he thinking. 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 But being knocked up by monster bug eyes has adapted... I thought he was going to say Monster Munch. But being knocked up by Monster Munch, but being knocked up by Monster Bug Eyes has adapted her body to the environment and she can breathe the planet's air. I thought this was quite good, actually, because it's like she just goes... <laughs> and she goes... Yeah. And he goes, oh, shit. Gary thinks he's kind of... he's like lured her out and she'll die but actually then she starts breathing the atmosphere and she shoots Gary then he begs her for help so she lifts his helmet up exposing him to the atmosphere and then tears his guts out and has a munch by monster munch yep it's good I thought that bit was all right because he's an absolute sexist ass all the way through and there's a one bit that you've missed out that I thought was the best bit in a way so she shoots him and he obviously goes oh I'm dying she flips his mask, so he's going, oh, God, I can't breathe. He's going, <gasps> for ages. Then she just puts her hand on his face and just yes. pushes him backwards, like goes, fuck off. Yeah, she pushes him backwards, doesn't she, saying, get out of my face. The murder and all that, and him being shot and his guts being eaten out. Yeah. But her just putting his hand on his face and going, fuck off, and pushing him backwards, I thought was ace. Yes. Made me laugh because it looked like she kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> Mark, who's been monitoring this all the time over the monitors, is quite cross now, and he vows to kill Sandy. So there's a bit where she's like sitting in a corner with the like a recording device, and she goes, "Mark, I'm waiting for you. Mark, where are you? I'm waiting for." Lit really well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in a little old Kobe bit, and you're just sitting there. With this on, but she keeps going, Mark. And it reminds me a bit of the evil Debbie goes, um, We're coming to get you, yeah. We're going to get you. That was it. We're going. 
but goes, Mark, I'm waiting for you. And I just thought that was a bit creepy and quite good. And then the lighting was good. And then it, it goes to shit again after that. But that, you know, I just thought that was all right. All the while, Sandy's becoming more and more in labour now. And it's about an hour and 10 minutes in. We have the birth scene. There's a lot of screaming. She's good in, Sandy's good. In one of the craziest scenes of acting I think I've ever seen, ever. She, yeah, she does a lot of, she, I mean, she's screaming, because, yeah, I mean, she's giving birth, so understandably she's been, yeah, she's screaming, screaming. I mean, it's good. But, I mean, that was taking the acting to a whole new level, wasn't it? Again, I had to turn it down. I mean, you know, no offence, it's great acting. She was screaming and screaming and screaming, and it does it from far away, then it does a close up her face going, and, and, you go, and then she sort of goes, oh, uh, you think, oh, she's going to die, because she, like, closes her eyes and goes, oh, right. And then she goes, yeah! <laughs> and she starts again, yeah. She, she, she's, she's off again. And then they pop out, and I thought, oh, they're not going to show this. Well, you don't see the, the actual birth, but you kind of see the, the babies drop out, don't you? Yeah, the, from the side. And again, I've drawn a thing, and uh, I've drawn a little bubble there from here. Can you see it? Oh, no, that's the same picture. Where is it? I've gone around, it's here, lower. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, like, turns his head to you and goes... Yes, he does kind of look at the camera, doesn't he? He says, hello, I'm here now. Because <laughs> he'd be well-spoken. All right. And you only think it's one, and then you realise it's two, and there is a thing said earlier on about, on the walls, something to do with two moons and Gemini. Oh, OK. Twins, oh, it all comes oh, together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, clever writing, isn't it? Fucking crap. Yeah, so anyway, she has twins. So that'll be another reason why she's um, in pain. Uh, but then she also goes even more crazy. Well, you would do, wouldn't you? Well, she starts blowing the place up. I'm a pain for these bastards. Well, the explosives that the crew had previously planted around the base, she then starts grabbing those and using them to blow the base up in retaliation. While she's doing that, Mark creeps in and abducts the alien babies. Yeah, to be honest, I thought he was just going to cave their heads in, but he, like, nicks them. Yeah, he steals the babies. Book our babies. Book our babies. When Sandy finds that the babies are gone, she's upset. Yeah, she doesn't get mental, actually, for saying. She just sort of goes, oh. Yeah, and then she just kind of, yeah. Another good bit of acting. Instead of, because I thought she was just going to go, uh, I'm going to kill you all. She goes, just gets upset and cries a bit. You think, oh, fair enough. I mean, someone could read, some poncy person could read stuff about women and babies and sexism and all that. Uh, I don't think there was that in it. But tell you what, if you're doing media studies, <laughs> pick in seven, what it is your film, and let's see what the rest of the class did when they got bloody the seventh seal and all that. Um, I prefer the first seal. Which one's that? Is that? <laughs> the scene, we've got a scene where Mark catches up with Sandy. Santa, baby, never get the spell. <laughs> there you go. Mixed them. I'm yeah. Remixed them. The scene where Mark, right, listen to this. This is good now. Now, as we approach the final bit, I think it's worth. Um, so, <laughs> There's a scene where Mark catches up with Sandy and he attacks her with a piece of, I think, is a bit of a piece of rubber painted to look like a bit of lead piping. 
and he starts trying to bash her on the head. Yeah, it's a proper running jump at her as well. This was ace. This, I'd, I'd, this would be a great gift. He like, she's out trying to open a door and he absolutely does a proper legs it at her and goes, Whoa. Yeah, and it, it looks like a bit of foam. And then Officer Kate Carson turns up and throws a hammer at... I thought she was dead. She, no, she no Officer Kate Carson. Oh yes, she does. You're right, she yeah. throws a hammer at her. Then she gets caught in one of the explosions that Sandy's planted. And it's a leg a bit, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, and as Officer Kate Carson's lying helpless, Sandy drags her away by the head. Yeah, she drags her by her head. And this is a bit right. I properly I rewound the film. You couldn't believe your eyes. You couldn't believe your eyes. No, because I couldn't work out. Did Kate get Did killed? Did Kate get killed or not? Cake up. Oh no, because you don't see her. She gets dragged off, and all you see is Sandy's <laughs> face going like that. The, the question: Just does Officer Kate Carson get killed? We don't know. We'll never know. I don't care. But I did rewind the film. You you rewound it because I thought I've missed something here. But because it, it never really does. <laughs> Stephanie Beecham. Does not get killed on screen, I don't think. All you see is Sandy's face looking very annoyed. It does show in some of the scenes very close-up views of Sandy's maniacal face. Just shows her staring at the camera. There's a lot with her teeth as well. Yes. She does a lot of good again. I mean, fucking hell, she earned her money in this bastard. The amount of shit she had to go through. Good old Judy. So Mark's been out around the base. When he gets back, he finds that one of the aliens uh, munching on one of the crew. Yeah. Well, he told her to look after him and lock the door. And she's just holding these two alien babies. And yeah, one's munching on her face. Yeah. And he goes, oh, quite upsetting, really, wasn't it? No, because I didn't like her. So that final crew member's been munched on by the the baby alien. So we're, we're just left with Mark and Sandy in the final battle. Yeah. God, it's... It's dramatic yep. as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... It's... Oh, it's quick, though. It doesn't go on very long, does it? Yeah, it falls through a floor. He's, like, running off, and then it's cut really weirdly. The, the next thing you know, obviously, they just thought, it'd be a lot better if he fell through a floor and... Anyway, he falls through a floor, then Sandy turns up, and they have a battle where Mark tries to strangle her with some cables, some wires. Yeah, and he strangles her. They're, the long and short of it, yes. it doesn't go on very long, he strangles her. And I did think, oh, she's going to pop back up. No, she don't. She's strangled. Does Mark die or does he just end up stranded on the planet? So he wanders off. So he's got a bad leg because he's fell down this hole that was never there. He just had a fight with Sandy and strangled her. She's got superpowers. So he wanders off. So you think, oh, this is the end now. So he's sort of hobbling off. And this is, to be honest, this is where he sees that uh, Sharon's being eaten, I think. By the other monster, because then he turns. Because there's, there's two oh of them. yes, he yeah. turns it around, and the next thing you know, oh, it attacks him. Yes, Muppet monster there. Yeah, well, you don't see it attack him. You just it just goes. Yes, hello. Ah, yeah. Then he should end, but then we have another ten minutes of utter bollocks. Well, so then we have this um, scene following all that after the whole crew's been killed when the crew haven't radioed out for 28 days. So they send in another team to discover what's happened. And what that crew find will turn your mind 
to jelly. Well, they just find all the people dead, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, you just goes around. To be honest, it, it, five or six minutes or seven minutes or eight minutes or however fucking long it is. There's only 30 seconds right at the end that makes things fucking sense. Jesus Christ! It's bit, the, the last 10 minutes knocked two marks off. Oh, so it's on minus two. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, yeah. It, you know, it just, because it does, it's unnecessary. You didn't need to do it. The rescue crew had motorcycle helmets with like teeth painted on them. They look like a street gang or something. <laughs> I like them. It's just, it's like it goes even cheaper. It's like it goes, I've got, I've got to spend a bit more money to pad this film out because it's not long enough, which I have heard people have to do because they, they won't, certain cinemas wouldn't have played them in the day because they said, well, that's too short. Yeah. We'd have to put it on a double bill. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's boring. So he might have said, oh, shit, I've got to put another like 10 minutes in. The extra scenes at the end where the rescue team are completely pointless. Superfluous. If you look it up in the dictionary, it's got in Seminoid yeah. the final 10 minutes. <laughs> but then there's the American, there's the American, there's the British bloke with the American yeah. cowboy hat and he's got American, even though he speaks, again, very posh. Um, they're radioing back, so we're coming back, we've not found out. And he goes, okay. And then the camera scrolls for a good two and a half days to the other side of the ship. Oh, yeah. Hiding in a little cubbyhole. Yeah, they're in a, like a little case. Because you have old suitcases in yeah. spaceships from uh, the future. The little bug-eyed alien babies are hiding away, stowing away. Actually, I like that bit. I didn't like any of the bit before it, but I like that bit. Look, bug-eyed aliens peering out of a briefcase, suitcase. Amazing. Oh, I preferred... No, but I preferred the bug-eyed alien... You preferred the film when it was highly tense with all the action scenes. I did like the end credits where it showed the entire cast against John Scott's exhilarating synth music. I liked the end credits where it showed each actor. Yeah, yeah it showed each actor in a certain scene in the film. Yeah. Yes, I like loved that bit. That was the best bit of the film. It does it in this, which is quite funny because... It generally shows him like having a talk and then them getting killed and then the name's still on it. Except for uh, Judy, who does a great job, doesn't show much of her talk. Yes. And Judy Geeson. And she just goes, <laughs> The guys from the rescue crew in the five, final five minutes even get on the credits at the end with their own bit. And that's the... Oh, Sandy. One, two. One, two. Stephanie Beach played Officer K. Carson in Inseminoid. Stephanie Beach played Officer K. Carson. She was well annoyed. Stephanie Beach played Officer K. Carson, Paul Manzel and Ripley, and a motherfucking margin. A one, two. A one, two. Fuck you. Have you the foul? Have you the foul? Have you 
sure where Run Run Shaw's money went in terms of the budget. A million pound. It doesn't. Uh, that a film. Maybe it cost a million. This to get a, maybe they had to pay for that. It doesn't look a million dollars. A million pound. Yeah, maybe the actors could fall apart. The dialogue's bad, um, and the the acting's. Wasn't in some trip. cases, it Judy Geeson, I've got no issue with her acting, actually. She just has to act crazy and give birth to an alien. So yeah. that's fine. Yeah. She's, she's a killer. That's probably the easiest part to play as well, because you can just just be crazy. But you get probably... Yes, she, she invests, she invests she everything in it. So I've got no issues it. with that. Some of the other ones, the, yeah. the acting and the dialogue is just abysmal. As I always, I can pick out little bits that I quite liked... I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again, but it was kind of funny. There was bits that did make me laugh. At. It's kind of enjoyable, interesting idea, but it, I mean, plainly a rip-off of Alien. None of it really makes any sense. She was pregnant. She was given super strength and went crazy. Well, let's not overthink it too much, but none of it made much sense. So it was a bit of fun, but not a film I'm going to ever watch again. I'm going to say five. Five. I enjoyed the Aronoff, but I never want to go back to that planet again. I never want to go back to that planet again. Sexy cucumber juice, isn't it? Go on then. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, it's not very good, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's not very good. I thought it was going to be, I thought it would be just a bit grimmer. You know what I mean? I think you're going to persuade me to go even lower at the moment because the more I think about it, I think the thing for me is, yeah, I thought it might be a bit grubbier, a bit more horrible. Yeah, it's like I say, I mentioned Space 1999 and it, it's not far from that. It, or maybe Blake 7 is more cheaper than this, I don't know, but it's kind of a British a British take on the alien film and we, we yeah. fall embarrassingly short. <laughs> That's the way. Yeah. It's not I mean it's got it's got the it's got the wrong cast, a terrible script. The idea isn't that bad, I suppose. You know, the guy who played the alien was in uh, Superman. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway, so I've got to get a mark on it. Um Mark, I'm waiting for well, you. Well, there's, there's bits, there's incredible bits. If I'd have seen that, I'd have given it eight, but I'm going to give it four. I'm going to go with four. And I'm sticking with four as well. Nothing will sway me. It gets about three. But this gets three. To be honest, I, tell you, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I don't think I, I thought straight after watching it, I thought, I will never watch this ever again. <laughs> so I watched it. There were funny bits, like the, the kid popping out going, oh, yeah, between the le lady's legs. In popping out, good. There was good creepy bits. I know if I was a kid, there's certain bits I would have gone, "Oh, that's creep me out a bit." But as an adult, it was shit. <laughs> so it gets three out of ten. No, I think that's the difficulty, isn't it? Because I would never tell somebody not to watch any film. I don't think I'd ever tell people don't watch this film. But ultimately, how good is this film out of ten? Not very. The only thing that's weird about it is if you if you haven't seen a lot of dead posh actresses in a alien like film, this is a film for you. Knock yourself out. But yeah, it gets three off me. So sorry, it's you know, sorry for all the fans of Inseminoid, but you're on drugs. She's in no condition to talk. Well, put her in condition. Yeah, I like that. 
I can't do it. Can't is a word I don't understand. It's dramatic. What I'm saying is I'm now thinking I should give it nine. Hey, everybody. That's it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. And we're on Twitter on uh, Horror Movies with TNA or Horror Movies TNA or whatever it's called. But just look up TNA Horror Movies. Um, and if you've got any ideas for future films or think we're on drugs, uh, you're half right. Trump! Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone.